Some of you are visiting, so uh, you might have been doing this elsewhere. Um, but we, for the last four weeks, have been working our way through the season of Advent. Uh, Advent is a, a church, not really holiday, but a season that dates back to about the 600s. And what's interesting about Advent is for us, it kind of ends our year. But according to the, the church calendar, it actually launches their year. They actually begin their, they began their year four weeks ago through, the, through Advent. And so what we have done as a church is each week we have taken one of the subjects or one of the elements of Advent, and not just on Sunday, but throughout the week, together we would read and we would discuss these these different topics. And so the first week, we, the first subject of Advent was, was the subject of hope. And so we spent time looking back um, through the history of Israel. And we read and we contemplated and we meditated on the fact that they were a people who were infused by hope, a people whose whole life was directed by, was fueled by this hope that one day the Savior would come. And he would set things in motion for the world that we all hope for. And then we ourselves would remind each other how that we are like Israel and that we too hope. We hope for the day that he returns finally. And that everything that we hope for is fulfilled. We took the next week and we we actually, there are two subjects for the second week. And we studied lament and we studied peace. And we remembered with with the Israelites how that when God created this world, he created it in this order called shalom, not this nice feeling inside we call peace, but in an order in which the entire fabric of the world worked for the good of each other. And then man steps in and we break all of that. And so with the Jews before us, we lamented over the sin that we have in our lives and we lamented over the brokenness that we have caused in this world. And like the Jews, we reminded ourselves that we too are waiting for this peace to be fulfilled. When all things will be made new. When God will make everything whole again. The next week, we talked about joy. And what we learned that week is that joy is not something that we just long for, but joy is like the oxygen for the kingdom. We were made for it. And not only were we made for it, but we were made from it. C.S. Lewis calls it the dance of joy. That out of the Trinity, dancing over each other in joy, humanity was formed. And so we were a people not only made for joy, but made from joy. And we remembered with the Israelites what it was like to create different seasons, to experience different elements that would have caused this joy to rise in us. But we, with the Israelites, we looked forward to the time when joy would no longer be temporary. When death would die its own final death. When every tear would be wiped away. When there would be no such thing as an orphan and every slave would run free. When there would be no disease or no more tears. And so with the Israelites before us, we long for that joy. The posture of Advent is to remember rightly 
and to wait expectantly and to allow those two postures to inform the way we live today. And today, on the last Sunday of Advent, we talk about love. Because after all, that's where it all ends. The thing about love is that it's not just a thing that God has. It is the thing that he is. The Bible never says that God is wrath or God is joy. It does say that he is, however, love. And he fills our hearts with this longing for this love that will never end. And so tonight we celebrate the love of God as he broke into humanity through this peace child. What's kind of ironic is that oftentimes, or sad maybe is a better word, oftentimes the story of Jesus' birth is a nice cozy story that we tell, and then after we're done telling it, we tuck it away for next year. But I think there's a reason the early church decided that this is when the year should begin, not end. Because his birth was not supposed to be a story that we tuck away, but his birth was supposed to be a story that informs the way we live the rest of the year. See, when Jesus was born, he was born in Bethlehem, but Bethlehem was occupied by the Roman Empire. It was an empire and it was a culture that valued things like power, self-promotion. They would spread peace through violence, consumerism and materialism. Almost sounds like I'm not talking about something that's 2,000 years old. And yet Jesus was born in the midst of this culture. And what the Jews had hoped for was that their Messiah would come and use the same sort of violence against the Roman violence. That he would promote himself the same way they did. And then like any good king, he would adorn himself in the same kind of riches that the Roman Empire did. But that's not what God does, is it? Instead of coming in power, he comes in complete weakness. Instead of a life of self-promotion, he chooses a life of self-denial. Instead of a grand entry like any king would choose, he chooses the scandal of a virgin. And instead of the wealth that the world had learned to value so much, he chooses the poverty of the manger. I don't think we end our year with that. I think we start our year with that. And I think as we get ready to read the Christmas story, the challenge is to not allow it to be a story that we'll tuck away after Christmas. But rather allow it to be a lens that you use to look through as you begin 2013. So what we're going to do tonight is I'm right now going to read the text. Look at it through the lens that I just talked about. After I read the text, Jordan is going to sing over us. And I would just ask you to stay seated. And to think about the text, think about what she's singing. And then uh, we'll join together in communion. So if you have your Bibles, great. If not, I think, I think the words are going to be on the screen. We're going to start in Luke chapter 2 and verse 1. Let the scripture speak for itself. Now in those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus to register all the empire for taxes. This was the first registration taken when Quirinius was governor of Syria. 
Everyone went to his own town to be registered. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to the city of David called Bethlehem because he was of the house and family line of David. He went to be registered with Mary who was promised in marriage to him and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver a child. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. Now there were shepherds nearby living out in the field, keeping guard over their flock at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were absolutely terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. Listen carefully for I proclaim to you good news that brings great joy to all the people. Today, your savior is born in the city of David. He is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in strips of cloth and lying in a manger. Suddenly a vast heavenly army appeared with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among people with whom he is pleased. When the angels left them and went back to heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place that the Lord has made known to us. So they hurried off and located Mary and Joseph and found the baby lying in a manger. When they saw him, they, re- they related what they had been told about this child. And all who heard it were astonished at what the shepherds said. But Mary treasured up all these words, pondering in her heart what they might mean. So the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. Everything was just as they had been told. And at the end of eight days, when he was circumcised, he was named Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. Let's pray. Father, we, we remember tonight the way, you, the way you entered into earth. You did not enter as some distant deity that we had to reach out for, but you became us. We wait expectantly for the time when you will return again in glory. When all the suffering and all the injustice of this world will be no more. But we also ask you that we not allow this story to be something that we we shuffle away at the end of this Christmas season. But rather, as, as Paul says in Philippians, may this story inform the very way that we relate not only with our friends and not only with our community, but with our enemies as well. May we too be your peace in this world. May we be your hope. May we be your joy. And may we be your love to those around us. In your name we pray. Amen. Merry Christmas.